We will start with the first part, yesterday, Homo sapiens conquered the world. The author argues that in order to understand and predict the future, we should first look back, so as to understand how humans have evolved and conquered the world step by step. Human beings initially depended on hunting and gathering for survival. At that time, humans treated animals and plants as creatures equal to themselves. Even though they went hunting in order to survive, they still had to compete with other animals. Sometimes humans won, sometimes they lost. It was a fair game between humans and other species. We can still see a similar kind of animist worldview in some hunter-gatherer communities that have miraculously survived into the modern age. For example, the Naika people who live in the tropical forests of South India would talk to animals when they're gathering fruits in the forest. They would say that they were just coming to pick some fruit and not to hurt the animals. One time, a male elephant killed a Naika, forcing the Indian Forestry Department to initiate a capture operation. They asked the Naikas for help, but the Naikas refused. They explained that the elephant killed a person because he witnessed his partner being taken away by officials from the forestry department. They believed that the anger of this elephant was the same as that of humans. As such, the elephant's feelings were understandable, so he shouldn't be punished. However, in the advent of farming, the coexistence on equal footing between humans and animals was completely disrupted. The agricultural revolution gave birth to a brand new life form, domesticated animals. After many generations of being raised and bred by humans, domestic animals have become the second biggest animal group on the earth next to human beings. As such, evolutionarily speaking, when compared with wild animals, domesticated species have achieved unparalleled collective success. However, this achievement has come at the price of the individual's suffering. What do we mean by this? What people often fail to realize is that animals also have various physical, emotional, and social needs. British psychologist Harry Harlow once did an experiment. He separated infant monkeys from their mothers shortly after birth and raised them elsewhere. As a result, he observed that those infant monkeys who received no maternal love suffered from serious psychological and social problems and grew up to be neurotic and as social adults. Domesticated animals experience the same childhood as these little monkeys. Not only are they often separated from their family members, they are also kept in small and narrow cages. In some cases, their horns and tails are cut off so that they're deprived of their inherent, subjective needs. In agricultural society, domestic animals are not only used as food or tools of labor, but also as sacrifices to the gods. The gods were seen as a universal power responsible for mediating between humans and the ecosystem. They would bless and protect humans and ensure favorable weather and a good harvest. In return, humans would kill domesticated animals as an offering. As we can see, the agricultural revolution was responsible for turning animals from emotional creatures who deserve respect into the mere property of human beings. What was the reason that it was human beings, instead of other animals, that managed to conquer the whole world? Harari argues that it's because Homo sapiens is the only species on Earth capable of cooperating flexibly in large numbers. Please take note of the two key points here. One is a large scale. Most collaboration between animals is based on personal acquaintance. For example, two chimpanzees who are strangers to each other can't collaborate. They will growl at each other, get into a fight, or flee as quickly as possible. 
But humans are different. Even though they don't know each other, they can somehow build a collaborative relationship, form a large-scale network of cooperation, and fight together for mutual benefits and goals. Another key point is flexibility. Although bees can also collaborate as a group, they are unable to reinvent their social system. Once there's a threat, they can't overthrow the queen and establish a new republic. But humans can. Large-scale flexible cooperation is unique to human beings and an important social phenomenon. As the scope and degree of human collaboration keeps expanding and deepening, it plays an increasingly significant role in human development. With this exceptional advantage, over the past 70,000 years, human beings have broken the barriers of the Earth's independent ecological zones and geographical boundaries, reducing the distance, and thereby allowing all kinds of organisms to continuously migrate and crossbreed. This is how humans played a significant role in changing the Earth's global ecosystem, through managing to conquer the world and become the ruling species. That's all for part one. Humans and animals used to coexist on equal footing. However, during the agricultural revolution, animals transitioned from being respected creatures to mere humans' property. Afterward, due to their capacity for large-scale, flexible cooperation, human beings eventually came out on top as the ruling species and conquered the world.